Merry Christmas from across the galaxy. The holidays are upon us, and another year is coming to a close. In the midst of releasing the early bird episodes, the destination and toy show experiences, the top tens, and the monthly prototype editions, I wanted to celebrate the holiday season and end the year on a really special note. This podcast has been something I've dreamed about creating for years, and last December, everything seemed to fall into place for it to finally happen. And it's certainly been an exciting year. In addition to seeing two brand new Star Wars movies and the finale of the Rebels animated series, I've traveled through and to many different states searching for Star Wars toys and prototypes, and have had some truly amazing experiences and some wonderful memories. And as I was reflecting on the months gone by and how I got to this moment, I realized how incredible life is and how much you and I are loved. And as I follow the trail of blessings back through the years, I came upon a realization that floored me. In 2011, I decided to start collecting Star Wars toys again. I was traveling home from work on my bus, and one of the first things I did when I made that decision was to stop what I was doing and pray. I asked God to bless me, that I would be able to collect and have fun doing so, and that I would not waste my money or make poor choices. And frankly, at the time, being new to collecting, I didn't even really know what I was asking. I guess I was just asking for his blessing and that he would guide me along the way. It was a simple prayer, but I meant it with all of my heart. And over the years, the Lord has responded. At the time, on that bus ride home, I was praying for what was in front of me. But it was naturally a short-sighted prayer. What I saw as a solitary hobby, he turned into a life-changing journey to be shared with more people than I could ever fathom. And while I was asking him to bless the steps I was about to take, he had been setting up blessings for miles and miles to come. He turned a burgeoning interest I had into a vehicle to meet people from all over and to build deep and long-lasting friendships that went beyond a common interest in the Star Wars films and the toys. He opened doors to experiences I never imagined possible, and memories I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. God blessed me in so many ways and through the kindness of others that I aim to treat others with that same kindness and affection. And he turned my interest in these little pieces of plastic and cardboard that connect me to my childhood and ignite sparks of creativity into this very podcast that you're listening to. He turned the phrase, One day I'd like to into the declaration, here goes something, and I can't wait to see what that something is each and every day. 
So this particular episode is a small way of saying thank you to the one who made me, and who loves me, and who saved my life. I don't have any agenda or political message with this. I just want to share the uplifting experiences that I and other collectors have had as Star Wars fans. And sometimes life can get pretty hard. Sometimes our situations can feel pretty bleak. Or we have stretches of wonderful moments followed by tough struggles. And over the past year, in conversations with other collectors, I've learned that we've gone through many of the good times and the bad times together due to our shared interest in the hobby and through our time spent getting to know each other more closely. And while building those bonds, I've heard some amazing stories about the impact God has made on the lives of others. And at the core of it all, hearing these stories about fantastic finds, boundless blessings, and answered prayers have given me hope in my own life. Each conversation has made an impact on me and has helped to strengthen my faith. And realizing that others, some whom you're about to hear, went through similar situations or had been recipients of unexplainable blessings has been more valuable than any rocket-firing Boba Fett prototype or carded droids Vlix figure. As a parent uses a child's interest to create teachable life moments to help them grow, the Lord uses the things that we love, like collecting, to build us up and to strengthen us, to draw us closer to Him and to those around us. And the moments that I've experienced have been some of the best moments of my life. And my prayer for you this Christmas is that no matter where you are in life or how tough things may be for you, that you know that you are loved. So grab a cup of hot chocolate and some blue milk, put the Star Wars holiday special on in the background, cuddle up next to your favorite Ewok, and get ready for some wonderful true stories by your fellow collectors. In October, I drove to Columbus, Ohio for the Columbus Toy Show. The day before the show, I met up with Zach Curtis for two incredible meals. Of all of the adventures I had had over the past year, that lunch and dinner with Zach stand out as some of my favorite memories. Zach is a toy dealer and the owner of one of the largest Superman collections in the world, and he is currently studying to become a dentist. But the most striking thing about Zach is his character and the inner and ever-present joy he possesses. Over lunch and dinner that September day, Zack shared stories of his faith and how God had blessed him and had used things like Superman, Star Wars, and toys to build a relationship with him. And his stories were so profound that they were ultimately the spark that set me on this path to create this episode. I remember saying to him, I wish more people could hear these stories, and my aim was to make that possible. Zach's stories were not only fascinating, but they helped me to re-examine my own faith, and it was really nice to be able to talk about our faith experiences together. By the end of that weekend, the two of us prayed together outside of the Columbus Expo Center as I was preparing for the ride home, and later we both acknowledged we came away feeling spiritually renewed. And it was only a year earlier that we had met, at that very same show, when I visited his vendor table to inquire about a Star Wars figure. So here is Zach sharing one of his many stories that add to his powerful testimony of a life led by love and compassion and by faith and obedience. 
Hello, my name is Zach Curtis. You may have seen me online as that vintage toy guy. Um, but first of all, I'd just like to thank Dave uh, for the opportunity to be on the podcast uh, today. Um, but I just wanted to share a little bit with you all on how God has worked through my life through toys. So I actually didn't start out as a vintage toy collector. I started out collecting just Superman stuff. Um, and that was in about junior high. Um, fast forward, I'm senior in high school, going to college, uh, and I feel like the Lord really wants me to go to a place called Cedarville University. Uh, it was a small Christian school, um, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it was expensive. It was really expensive. Um, so I told the Lord, I right, look, this is where you want me to go. I'll go there, but you got to help figure out a way to pay for it. Uh, so about six months into college, um, I start buying and selling some toys. Uh, I, I kind of knew the values relatively from my Superman stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, you know, I, I could probably do this. I could probably go to garage sales, stuff like that, buy stuff, flip it on eBay for a little bit more. Um, so I started buying bigger and bigger collections. Um, right now, uh, present day, I currently have uh, three 10-foot by 20-foot garages full to the ceiling full of toys. So obviously the business has grown a bit since then. Um, but yeah, so the Lord worked, was able to pay for all of my undergrad. I paid off all my debt uh, through toys. It was awesome. Um, but about my junior year, is uh, junior year of undergrad is where I really saw the Lord work. Um, so I'd gone the entire summer, so I'd buy these collections throughout the school year. I'd do most of the selling throughout the summer because that was kind of my summer job. Um, but so I'd gone through the entire summer, made all this money, made all this money. Uh, we'd started back to school, and I felt like um, the Lord was, was calling me to give 10% of that back to him as a, as a tithe. Um, so I kept putting that off, not wanting to do that. Um, months go by. It's now like October. We get to November. Um, so November, I have not paid any tithe. I've not given any money away from what I had made from essentially May, uh, beginning of May all the way to November. And, and I had kept track. I, I had kept a number of which I intended to give, uh, but I just never did because I felt like I needed the money. Um, I felt like I needed it for school, for other things to live off of, for rent, all that kind of stuff. I feel like I couldn't afford it. But, um, yeah, the Lord kept tugging at my heartstring that, hey, you need to give this money back to me. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> I, there, there was an auction this weekend, um, and I was looking online, saw two different auctions. There was one auction uh, in Indianapolis that I really, really wanted to go to because there was all kinds of great toys and everything like that. But my cousin's wedding was that weekend, and I remember being so ticked off because I wanted to go to uh, this auction in Indianapolis by these toys and I couldn't because my cousin was getting married in Cincinnati that weekend. So anyways, as I'm looking at these pictures online, I see another auction um, that has some toys, but it's kind of junk stuff. There were some Power Rangers, some Star Wars, that kind of thing. Um, so you know what? I thought, well, screw it. I'm just going to go put a couple bids in. So I called the auction house just to see if I could come a day early. So I, I go early. I make this whole list, place some absentee bids, don't think anything of it. <clears throat> And uh, go to my cousin's wedding. Well, that same day is when the Lord really kind of broke through to me and was like, hey, all this money that you've been intending to give back to me, like, it, you know, when, when I truly believe when the Lord gives us something, when the Lord blesses us, uh, he, he's letting us be a steward of that, but it's never truly ours because everything is God's. Um, and so it was just my job to give back a small portion of what he gave to me to give back to him. Uh, so anyway, that day, 
I finally sit down, I write the check, um, <clears throat> and send it off to the church uh, uh, to, to give money back to God. And about, so this is right before we leave for my cousin's wedding. We go to my cousin's wedding. At the wedding, at the reception, I get a call from the auction house that I placed those absentee beds, won a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I go pick it up the next day, bring it back to my apartment or, or to my dorm room. I don't really think anything of it, but uh, one of the cooler things I bought was a box of Star Wars action figures. Paid a dollar piece for them, which, I mean, we're all toy guys that I'm sure that are listening to this. You know, that's a pretty good deal on, on vintage Star Wars figures. But no weapons, nothing like that. They were, they were pretty much what you would call a beater lot. Um, so I wasn't over the moon about it, but, I mean, I figured I sell them typically for five bucks a piece, so a dollar piece isn't bad at all. Um, but I started noticing... Uh, that the Darth Vader looked kind of funny. And mind you, this was like really early on. This is just a couple years into me dealing toys, so my knowledge was still fairly limited. But I'm like, hey, Darth Vader's lightsaber shouldn't slide out like that. It should stop here. And uh, so I, I, I obviously recalled some of uh, my research and stuff of, of these double telescoping figures. Uh, and, I, and I knew double telescoping figures were worth money. Uh, I just didn't know how much. Uh, so I, I called a buddy of mine who was kind of like a Star Wars expert in the area. He took it to another even bigger Star Wars expert. He calls me back and he says, uh, Zach, hey, I need, you need to meet me right now with this figure after I'd sent him the pictures. I'm like, no, no, I'm studying for a test. I got this anatomy quiz this week, whatever. And he goes, no, trust me, you you need to meet me. So I got in my car, drove over, met my friend, and um, to make a long story short, that figure ended up being not just a double telescoping Darth Vader, not just a double telescoping Darth Vader prototype, but I believe the third mushroom tip double telescoping Darth Vader first shot uh, ever found. Um, and so I ended up, I was very thankful for my friend for being honest with me, all this kind of stuff. So I ended up working him a deal, um, for a good price, but what, what I felt was fair at the time. Um, now, nowadays and fast forward to today's market, I'm sure it could go for some insane number, but it was a pretty insane number for a college student back then. So I, I was really, really happy with it. But, um, it didn't take me until a couple days later that I sat down and realized that the money I had made off that Darth Vader action figure, the and mind you, the Darth Vader action figure that I won the day that I gave the money back to God uh, that, that he was calling me to give, was for exactly ten times the amount of the check that I wrote to God. So the point of that story being, um, once again, the Lord hammering into my head that we cannot outgive God. We never. We we not only will we not, but but we physically cannot because God wants what's best for His children. Um, and, and through this whole toy journey, through buying and selling and all this kind of stuff, uh, it's just been blessing after blessing. The Lord has taught me so much about people, how to be honest with people, treat people right, how to love people. Um, but more importantly, how, how the Lord will always bless us, and if we are obedient to Him, uh, I tr- I truly believe He will give us more than we can ever imagine. And so, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of times I get these questions from people, how I get all these leads on these big toy finds, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, because I got somebody on my side and he's always looking out for me. Um, and the Lord always comes through and he's blessed me beyond my wildest imagination. Uh, like I said, I, I started selling toys out of my college dorm room. I didn't have a car. I paid my friends to drive me to buy these toy collections. And then I would come back. I would sell them. I would walk them like half a mile to the post office. 
I did that till I could buy a car. Then I had that big prototype fine. That funded and paid for an entire semester of college. Uh, then I had more money to start buying bigger collections. And, and fast forward to now, my entire undergrad's paid off. I've paid off a lot of dental school. And I have three 10-foot by 20-foot garages full of toys, all that are buying and selling. And I am continue to accumulate more. And I say none of that to brag, but to show you that God is always faithful based on that promise to be obedient Every time I was obedient to him, the Lord has given me way more than I could imagine. And every time I was disobedient, ended up not working out so well. Uh, so I, I say, especially as we near Christmas time, um, just in the season of giving, realize that uh, we it's not even ours to, to give. But when, when we give back what, what the Lord has given us, we, uh, you, you, will never, uh, you will never be disappointed. Next up is a story from Tracy Hamilton. Tracy is another Ohio-based collector who is known for his C-3PO focus and for having a heart of gold. He has always made me feel like I belonged, even when I was new to the collecting community, and I've learned so much from him over the years. He and fellow collector Bill Wills did a video series this year on their Cantina Collectibles Facebook site that discussed the history of Kenner and how some of these toys we love came to be. Tracy is a light that shines brightly in our hobby, not because of who he is or what he owns, but because of his character and the strength of his faith. He is someone who cares deeply about others, and seeing how he treats those around him has made me want to do the same. So here's Tracy, reflecting upon finding a balance as a collector. My name is Tracy Hamilton, and I would like to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about my faith as it relates to one of my greatest passions, Star Wars collecting. Being a believer, this is something I've thought a lot about and even struggled with over the years, especially as I've matured as a Christian and I feel as though my walk has gotten stronger. Through the years, I've made some incredible friends who share my passion for collecting, and I've also been blessed with numerous opportunities to add some amazing pieces to my collection. This has caused me to reflect on what I consider to be the source of those blessings. When I first started collecting, it seemed like I just wanted to buy as much as I could afford and amass the largest collection financially possible without much regard to its value or the time it took. I really didn't think about how it affected my Christian walk. But as time went on, I began to consider the investment I was making in the hobby, both time and money. Of course, the prices of Star Wars collectibles has risen drastically over the past 20 years or so, especially prototypes, and it got me thinking about the dangers of coveting things of value. As my collection grew over the years and I would keep these toys tucked away and locked up, it forced me to consider what the Bible says about these types of things, especially when thinking about their value and the potential of something happening to them as far as getting lost or stolen. The main verses that would come to mind are in Matthew, which says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And it goes on to say, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So being so passionate about Star Wars collecting, it was something I wrestled with. However, back in Psalms, it says, Delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. But the Bible also addresses our needs and wants and states, Put the Lord your God first, and all these things will be added to you. As time has gone on, I've never found this to be more true. 
It is my belief that all good things come from above, and as I continue to collect, I try my best to strike a balance between being a good steward of what God has given me and enjoying my collection based on the fact that God wants us to have joyful lives. I think the main thing I've learned is that by being aware and prayerful about my collecting habits, helping others achieve their collecting goals, and also, most importantly, being a light whenever I'm given the opportunity, the Lord continues to bless me not only in the collecting realm, but in all aspects of my life. I enjoy collecting now more than ever, and I just pray that I can be a blessing in every opportunity, and I strive to handle my collection in the highest spiritual manner possible. My goal is to be pleasing to the one who has blessed me with so much. This year, Mike Havens invited us all over to his place in Nashville for a weekend in September. His place being a 190,000 square foot rodeo arena he rented to host what has become known as the ICCC, or the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. It was definitely one of the most fun weekends I've ever had as a collector, with moments I'll never forget. Mike is someone who thinks big, who looks at Star Wars and at our hobby and says, what can I bring to it? And he does that on a daily basis. He is fearless and thoughtful, and the bonds he builds with friends are lifelong ones. When I first met Mike, it was at a Star Wars celebration in Orlando. We talked for a while, just him and me, as we stood outside one of the events. And when we were finished, I asked him if I could give him a hug. He smiled, with arms already outstretched, and he said, Anytime, and anytime you see me, brother. And over the years, I've taken him up on that promise every single time. My friend David Quinn is making a really cool new podcast, and he asked me a question and asked if I would give my honest answer to it so he could play it on that podcast. I said, of course, I'm always willing to help with anybody growing the hobby. Um, and he said, the question is, can you think of a specific time where you felt God blessed you through Star Wars collecting? I can absolutely think of a specific time. Um, way back in the day before the Imperial Commissary started, my name is Mike Havens, and I run the Imperial Commissary and 20 Facebook groups about Star Wars. I also throw a convention about Star Wars, and I have a podcast that I hardly ever have time to record, but it still exists about Star Wars. Um, yes, uh, one time that it did impact my life, uh, I was... Uh, Originally, I joined a group, and I was giving away uh, free figures because I had so many loose figures at the time. And I was doing a contest called Who Am I, where I was giving away free figures and uh, a couple times a week, you know, every other day, I'd do a close-up picture of a figure, and then people would have to guess in order to guess what the figure was. Um, well, after a couple times doing this, some of the folks on that group uh, said that I was trying to scam people's addresses in order to figure out ways to rob them and stuff like that. Um, and... I found it ridiculous, and I thought about uh, I thought about that situation. And I thought about how sometimes people try to drive you down and shut you down and beat you up and treat you poorly. And uh, 
you have a couple different options there. You can either uh, fight with them and cause drama and go back and forth on Facebook and have big fake computer muscles, or you can uh, take that information and you can turn that other cheek. And uh, I turned that other cheek and I started up the IC and I started giving away those figures in the same way, and the IC has now grown to uh, be the largest vintage Star Wars Facebook group in the world. Um it actually, it's a closed group also. So, I mean, that's even tougher for that stat to be true. So, uh, it, it is, um, it has grown into these 20 Facebook groups. It has taken a lot more of my life and I appreciate every day of it. And as I come around Christmas time, it makes me think that, uh, when these little packages or presents or notes or cards come in from people on my boards, it really makes me feel that I've done something pretty special. And I am thankful to God for that because I wouldn't be able to do it without his help. So that's about all I know how to say. Um, good luck with the podcast, brother. Um, and this is Mike Havens from the IC. And uh, thank you very much for asking me this question. And thank you very much for doing your part to grow the hobby. Good luck with everything. Next up is Al Torello. Al and I first met at a toy show. What began as a conversation about a carded Han Hoth figure I'd picked up that day has evolved into a years-long friendship that I would simply describe as the best part of our hobby, and as a true blessing. And through the years, we've been there for each other, to celebrate our Star Wars finds and our accomplishments in life, and to help each other through the tougher times we've endured along the way. And through the years, the bond of friendship has only grown stronger. But it was during our drive from New Jersey to Florida and back again when we attended the Star Wars Celebration Convention in Orlando, in which we became brothers. And we have helped each other to navigate the world of collecting, with long phone conversations about card back and figure variations, and texts about recent finds, and whether they're worth adding to our respective collections or not. And whenever possible, we meet up at a restaurant for breakfast or lunch, and we carry our tubs of carded and loose figures with us, pouring over them over an always memorable meal. The holiday season to me is all about family, and when it comes to Star Wars collecting, there are some very different opinions in my family. I have been blessed with two beautiful daughters who have never been big Star Wars fans. I mean, their favorite character is Salacious Crumb, or as I like to call him, Cookie Crumb. As my collection had grown through the years, I started to display more and more. They would constantly make fun of me in that daddy-daughter kind of way. As I got older, they're teenagers now, they were actually a little embarrassed to show that their friends that their dad played with dolls. So having this background, a few years ago, I had a once-in-a-lifetime wild find that was way above anything I'd ever spent on my collection. It was, it was crazy. So after getting it all settled in, I decided this would be a great opportunity to share the details with my youngest daughter, who was 12 at the time. She was absolutely blown away at how much I had spent, but realized for the first time that Dad didn't just play with dolls, that Dad's collection was more like art or something that had real potential financial value. I swore her to secrecy because if my wife had known what I spent, I would have been in big trouble. So fast forward a few years later, and my daughter says to me one day, Daddy, when you die, can I have all your Star Wars? In that moment, my heart melted. I thought, wow, she gets it. She, she wants to keep this in the family. She wants to keep it going. 
And before I could say anything to her, she responded to me, because I want to sell it for all that money. I just looked at her and we just both started laughing and she winked at me. Even to today, it's our own little private joke. This just made me realize that Star Wars is my own unique experience. And even though my girls will never have the passion for it that I do, we can still share the joy it brings to each of us in our own way. And more importantly, I know that my collection one day will never just end up at some garage sale and be the next great wild find that you guys all read about, given that my daughter's involved. Hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and may God bless. Recently, we lost a dear friend and fellow collector, David Montauk. He was a Brooklynite with a huge heart and a gold C-3PO flat-brimmed hat. And when he'd pose for pictures, for some reason that is still a mystery to me to this day, he'd always touch his chin with his index finger and tilt his head looking skyward. It was easy to recognize David. He was a staple at most of the big toy shows and meetups. And when he'd set up to sell, his tables were always perfectly arranged. And he always had great stuff. It made the shows exciting because you never knew what interesting or rare items he'd bring. Talking to him, even for a few minutes, you just knew that he loved Star Wars, loved collecting, and loved life. And he had a knack for connecting with others. He had an old-school way about him, where he'd start a conversation, and within a few sentences, you'd just become fast friends. He couldn't be bothered with the tedium of slowly getting to know somebody. It's like he looked at you and said, hey, we're going to be friends anyway. Instead of starting at the beginning of the book, let's skip right to the middle and start making some cool memories. And he took care of his friends as well. After he passed away, I remember reading story after story on social media about how caring he was to others, and was blown away by his consistent kindness, even to strangers. He made a positive impact on so many. And during the time I knew him, I learned one of the most important life lessons and faith lessons I've ever had. And I'd like to share the story with you. It's kind of a messy, warts and all story, but that's okay, because that's how life is. And it's not about the moments, but what you pull from them, right? I know David would be okay with me sharing it, though, for three reasons. One, we both learned some valuable lessons from it. Two, it brought us together to become friends, and we've laughed about it together. And three, if the story can help someone else, I know David would certainly be happy to hear that. He was always willing to help others, and that doesn't have to stop because he's not physically with us anymore. In the time that I knew him, we weren't always friends. I first met him at a toy show a few years ago. He was buying a lot of about 40 Star Wars weapons from someone for a fantastic price, and he and I just started talking as the vendor was putting the accessories into a small plastic bag. And after in a few introductory sentences, he invited me out to lunch to talk collecting and Star Wars. I didn't even know his last name, and I was struck with how easy it was for him to connect with someone. It reminded me of when I was in kindergarten, and a boy or a girl would come up to me and say, Hey, let's be friends. And bam! you were friends. So after that day at the toy show, we kept in touch. I remember the day he posted and said he was setting up at the Wayne Toy Show in New Jersey for the first time. He was so excited, and he wrote how thankful he was to be able to quit his job and do the thing he loved, buying and selling toys full-time, and how the love he felt from others brought a tear to his eye. I was so happy for him. 
Then, in November of that year, there was a toy and comic auction at the Rhode Island Comic Con. I had bid on and had won a few vintage-graded items, but the one I was most excited about was one that very few, if anyone, would actually care about. A graded, modern Plo Koon prototype. Plo Koon is one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and this was the first modern prototype I actively sought out. And I won it for about $90. Except I never received it. The auction house had no idea where it went. So for weeks, I went back and forth with the auction representative as she searched the warehouse for it. And then on a Sunday morning, I received a text from my friend and fellow collector, Al Torello, who was attending the Wayne Toy Show that weekend. He sent me a photo of my Plo Koon prototype and wrote, I think this belongs to you. We matched the serial number inside the AFA case to the photos on the auction site, and sure enough, it was mine. The auction company confused me with another auction attendee, which was David. So because we had the same first name, there was a mix-up, and they sent him my item with the pieces he purchased. And four of the items that he was supposed to receive apparently wound up somewhere else, so he kept mine. What happened next isn't really important, but we went back and forth for a while, and we argued with each other for a few months. In trying to work things out, we both said some things we probably regretted and probably weren't proud of either. And a lot of times, things like money and items and quick reactions get in the way of friendships and our hobby. And frustrations build, and each of us cling to our stubborn ways, and a rift forms. Again, that goes beyond our hobby. For most of us, that kind of stuff happens in big and small ways in our daily lives. And honestly, the piece meant a lot to me. To know where it was, and that it belonged to me, it just hurt. And I knew David was a good guy with a good heart, and I hope he had felt the same way about me. I finally saw him again a few months afterwards, in February, at a toy show. I was with some friends, and they were egging me on to confront him about it. So I did. Looking back on it, it was comical. And David and I had a good laugh about it a while later. I went up to him and said something like, So you got my prototype? And like he was going to pull it out of his backpack at that moment. He responded, I didn't know you were going to be here. And I shot back, yeah, I bet you didn't. It was ridiculous. It was silly. It was two guys who aren't mean by nature who couldn't figure out how to solve a problem. And as my friends and I were leaving, we ran into David in the parking lot and had some words. And this time, they were a little more serious. My friend Jay, just being a friend and seeing I was upset, said some stuff to him in frustration that went beyond the issue, and it was more of a personal attack. And I don't fault Jay. He was just frustrated and he was standing up for a friend, and in a tense situation, I know we'd all do the same for each other. But in that moment, I saw a look of hurt on David's face as he walked back inside, and I realized at that moment that no item was worth this type of anger. His hurt broke my heart because I knew David's heart, and I was upset with myself that I had let something as ridiculous as a toy lead to this. At that moment, I knew exactly what to do. Later that evening, when I got home, I went into my bedroom, I closed the door, and I prayed. I asked God for his help with this situation, to grant me the ability to forgive and to be forgiven, and for the peace to move on regardless of the outcome. So I wrote to David that night, apologizing for my actions. I told him my friends didn't mean anything that they said, that they were just being friends and sticking up for me, and that I had never meant to hurt him, but I was just acting out of frustration. I said I would never bring up the Plo Koon prototype again, that I would let it go, and that he could do anything he wanted with it. Keep it, 
burn it, sell it, and buy something for your girlfriend with the money, is how I believe I worded it. And I meant it. It was really hard to write that, yet it felt right. Our hobby is a tight-knit group, and I didn't want to spend the next few years avoiding him at a meetup or a show, or keep an air of tension between us. And the moment I hit send on that message to David, a true feeling of peace came over me. The weeks and months of dealing with the auction house, and then with David, that bitterness that ate at me lifted off my shoulders, and I was truly at peace. In that moment, I prayed again, this time for David, just something simple, that God would bless him and would take care of him. If God was going to grant me true peace, then I would not waver. I had made up my mind to step out in faith and to try to match that love with love. Fast forward a few months to Star Wars Celebration that April, where I saw David for the first time since that meetup. My Orlando roommate Al, the one who had first figured out that David had the prototype, wanted to reconnect us, so he brought us together in only a way a dear friend could. David and I talked, and we shook hands, and any remaining awkwardness disappeared. Through Al, I was able to see David with fresh eyes, as a friend again. That night, I saw him carrying some toys to sell at the convention's room sale, and I ran up to him and I I offered to help. God had put it on my heart, and I'm so glad he did. As David and I rode up that long escalator together, our conversations went back to the way they were when we first met, and by the time we reached the top of the moving staircase, we were laughing and joking around again. We kept in touch, and we started texting and talking on the phone. And when he went through a tough time in his personal life, I reached out to him to let him know I was praying for him, and was there in case he needed a friend. And later that year, he surprised me one day with a vendor badge for a show when I was without one and was praying that I'd find one. He did it out of the kindness of his heart, and I was floored by the gesture. And later that night, as the two of us hung out in a hotel lobby during the the late-night room sales, he saw a carded figure I had brought with me to sell. He needed it for his collection, and as the two of us worked out a deal for it, he pulled out the Plo Koon prototype, and he threw it in as part of the deal. The two of us shook hands and we hugged, and almost a year after I had purchased the Plo Koon, it found its way back to me in the most profound way possible, teaching me much-needed life lessons along the way. And looking back on everything that happened then, I can't help but see God's fingerprints on the series of events that led to that moment. I'm so thankful that David and I patched up our friendship. And he used to write me or call me and say things like, Hey, it's your enemy. How are things? And we'd laugh, and we'd talk about Star Wars figures like little kids for a while. I had the opportunity to hang out with David twice this past fall, at the Nashville ICCC Toy Show Weekend, and then for a final time at Cincinnati for the annual toy show. They were memorable and special moments on which I find myself reflecting constantly. And I have a few great pictures of our group at a barbecue place our first night in Nashville. And there's David, index finger on his chin, looking skyward. But in the last picture taken, he's looking right at the camera, with a hand on a friend next to him. And he's beaming.
Before launching the podcast, I've shared the theme song with a number of family members and friends, and the question I always get is, who is the announcer in the opening? That incredible voice belongs to a dear friend of mine, Jamar Daniel. Jamar is a lawyer at the media company we both work for, and he is one of the most inspired and inspiring people I know. The lens by which he uses to view art, design, film, faith, culture, music, and the world around him is a beautiful one. And while he's not a Star Wars collector, he has the mind of one. Jamar appreciates the details in life, and as a sneakerhead, the pieces he adds to his collection are ones that are often rare, have meaning behind their designs, and come with a fascinating story about how they were created or how they were obtained. When this podcast was barely an idea, Jamar was so supportive of it. I asked him if he would announce the title and the opening theme, and I don't think I even finished the question before he said yes. And I couldn't put out this Christmas episode without having him be a part of it. Jamar's faith is something that was shaped over decades and has really come together in the past few years. And working with someone with whom you could have deep spiritual conversations has been an absolute blessing. So I've asked Jamar to share his experience with seeing his first Star Wars movie ever, The Force Awakens, in 2015. And I've asked him to share a closing scripture verse of his choice with you. So I'll switch roles with him, and I'll announce him for once. From Coruscant to Tatooine, and every planet in between, this is Jamar Daniel. <laughs> no, I'm kind of late to this uh, Star Wars thing, but I do remember... My first experience uh, being waking up and going to Lincoln Center on a Friday morning, getting ready to watch The Force Awakens with uh, my good friend David, uh, the host of this wonderful podcast, and his friends and family. And one thing that jumped out to me was the fact that there was so much love amongst other fans, his friends and family, so much excitement. And I've never experienced that uh, waiting for a movie and, you know, even more impressive was the sheer joy um, from people who watched the movie, sheer excitement about the movie, and essentially everyone's intention on going to see the movie again. Amazing movie. Um, I love the characters. I wasn't really a big Star Wars guy before that, but uh, I think after watching um, The Force Awakens, it really... <laughs> awakened something within me and, uh, you know, reminded me of, like, the good that's in the world and how entertainment and art can bring that about. It's hard to pick a specific favorite Bible verse, but when I came across on uh, online the other day, uh, really jumped out at me because it reminded me of my favorite Bible story. Um, and it goes... Don't be afraid, for I, I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10.
So with that, I'm closing the chapter on another amazing year of Star Wars and collecting. And while this was one of the most challenging years I've ever faced, it was also one of the most exciting and one of the most fun ones I can remember. And a large part of that fun was the friendships that began or continued through our hobby. Those moments spent with friends and collectors in places like Nashville and New York and Ohio were highlights, and I look forward to a year of new adventures like Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in the spring. Thank you to Zach Curtis, Tracy Hamilton, Mike Havens, Al Torello, and Jamar Daniel for contributing to this episode, for taking time out of your busy schedules, especially around the holidays, and for sharing your stories with all of us. And thank you so much for listening. Through the Prototypes and Production Podcast, there are many new episodes to come about all facets of Star Wars and of collecting prototypes and production toys, and my goal is to capture a little bit of the magic, wonder, and friendship that comes with being a Star Wars fan and collector. I'll leave you with the outro to one of my favorite newer Christmas songs. It's called Arrival by Hillsong Worship. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I wish you all the best for the new year. May God bless you and your families, and may the blessings of collecting continue in 2019.